Welcome to the Keeping Up Appearances podcast. I'm Colin Murray and with me is... Bob Cole, Sean O'Hara and Michael Tosh. Good bit of content to slag Sean off with. Bang out towards what you said about him then, but... <laughs> Personally, that's difficult, though. Yeah, that was too low. I'm, I'm, I might get off, actually. That was bad. Did you enjoy Saturday? Was it Saturday? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was all right, man. Should have been about seven, but we'll let them off. No, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. They, they, they were good, I think. I mean, at Bournemouth, I couldn't believe how bad Bournemouth were. Like, yeah. That the yeah. three teams were. I'm include, yeah. definitely including Bournemouth in that now. Yeah, well, that's me. I said that the same. If them three newly promoted teams and Bournemouth, if you don't finish above, if you don't finish above them, like deserve to be folded, really. You go down to the league. Well. Yeah. If you're getting, if you're receiving a high press from Everton and losing the ball in the edge <laughs> of your box, something's going wrong. Didn't he say something in like the build up though, like about Everton's passing or something? He had a bit of a go, a go at us, didn't he? Uh, that he said something didn't he about it's one of the winnable games. We've had a tough start. This is a very winnable game, but I, I don't know if he says which, it, which it was. It was know, for yeah. them, to be fair. There was Everton fans who were like sort of like yeah, he's out to others. He's just literally speaking the truth. Yeah. Every Everton fan thinks Bournemouth have got a chance. Yeah, That's what, we're I, allowed to say it, Dom. Yeah. Oh, he's got his England top on the divvy. Mister <laughs> Rao Bobble. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late again. What are we doing? <laughs> a podcast, aren't we? That's a good one. <laughs> What's your new game? We've been working on that one since waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's there you are. It was delivered masterfully. Well done, Cal. Cal, I'm just getting away with murder, yeah. He was the gammon until I just turned up. No, he's, he's, he's sleeping. He's sleeping rough this week, so he's not a gammon anymore. No, do you know what? I wish he'd. I wish he'd promoted the podcast as much as he's promoted this sleepover. I know, yeah. Fundraise for me to have a kit. All he's all he's talked about on social media for the past twenty four hours. The podcast actually like bringing some goods to the world as well. It's just having a kip in the park and doing nothing. <laughs> well. Pretend that you're doing it for charity when you just want to have a kick about in Goodison. Shall we get going then? Yeah, go on. Yeah. So with it being another international break, it's going to be a bit of a, a different keeping up appearances podcast this week. We will have our Maroon 5, which is going to be international themed, um, which Tosh will explain shortly. We will review the Man City Arsenal game. Um, and then yeah, we will pick four random international teams for our keeping up appearances game. Tosh, over to you. Okay, so just a quick reminder, Maroons 5, we pick a topic each week. This week it's going to be international themed and we pick player, team, a match that we think most applies to us. So this week, with it being international themed, we're going to go with the best players who have never won a cap for their international country or no cap wonders. Okay, the fifth one, we're going to go this week with an obvious one. We'll mention that at the end. But... Who wants to start us off this week with their best player to never receive a cap for their country? Oh, yeah. Don't need to go. Come on, then. Yeah, because I'll stop. Everyone was fighting for it, then go on, I'll go. Yeah, mine. So, as 
you three now have turned up in my uh, my old school England chair today. I just wanted to get in character for my no cap wonder, and I think if I'm taking on this persona, I think it's an absolute travesty that Mister England, Mark Noble, never made an appearance for England. He's the definition, in my opinion, of like Damn. of that England. Well, if you want to say that, of that old school England mentality of just like proper. Brexit means Brexit. Again, yeah, I'm going to say it in different words, but like Cockney as a, as a like the Londoners as England representing England, I just think he's everything you'd ever think. And I think just on that basis alone, I find it mad that he never made an appearance for England. So not even on football ability, just because he's dead English. Well, no, because he was. If you look at his career, how, how long was he? Playing? I'm not saying he was about. I'm not saying he was a bad player. It just sounds yeah. like that's. No, no, I mean, that is mainly the reason, though. I can't believe you yeah, didn't get it. Okay. But on ability, I think it backs it up. I think, how long was he at West Ham? Like 15 years or so, playing at a decent level. Mm. He was yeah. fairly consistent. He, like, he'd always have good numbers. He was solid. You kind of like you can count on him every week. And I just think if you look at England squads of the past, whether at tournaments or not, I think. The amount of midfielders that have made an appearance in that time, and Mark Noble didn't even get a sniff. I just, I just find it a bit mad. Imagine how loud he would have sang the national anthem as well. Exactly, that's what you'd think they'd want, isn't it? Like, exactly. Especially when like Brexit's going on, you think whack Mark Noble in the squad, get a bit of support. But I just think I was looking at again, looking at his numbers, and I think his like his biggest season was arguably fifteen, sixteen, coming into a Euros year. And I looked at the squad, and I think let me have a little look at the the midfielders. So in the provisional squad, we had Danny Drinkwater, who at the time I know he just come off his off his Leicester season, but come on, um, instantly qualifies. I know, doesn't it, really? Yeah, Andro- Andros Townsend, Ross Barkley, Eric Dyer's in there as a centre mid. I just think yeah, playing for I, bigger I just, teams. Well, that that's exactly the problem, isn't it? I think if England, England managers were England managers always did that, didn't they? I mean, yeah, so still squad, doing it now. With the exception of Ross Barkley, they're all at big name clubs, and I think that's massively hamstrung Noble throughout his career because I think everything else he's kind of he's got everything that ticks a box to say he should be playing for England in some way. Also, a great penalty taker as well. Well, I found out well. this fact. Wait, this will blow your mind. He's Technically, over the past 20 years, classed as the second best penalty taken in Europe based on his his conversion rate. So out of... uh, He's only behind Lewandowski. He Mm. he missed 46 out of 49 he scored and then Noble is like less than 1% fewer. So even again, on an international stage, you think... I think he had loads going for him. To the point where he should have got at least a sniff of a call up at some point. Whether a friendly, you think of some of the jokers that have played for England. I, Leon Osman made a couple of appearances very late in his career, and I'm surprised he just didn't just give that token gesture to Mark Noble because, as I said, he wouldn't have shut up about the national anthem. Would he? Would have done yeah. like 14 verses of them. It was but always I, dead I, funny because you just thought how, how much he'd actually loved it as well. That's the thing. So it was always yeah. dead funny at the end. Like when he didn't, you thought he'd <laughs> just loved the token one later. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a private. Must have been a private joke within footy. Just like, just keep noble away from England. Well. <laughs> Not that I'm particularly a big advocate of him. I just think when I was researching, you it, sound I, it. 
Yeah, I've spent 10 minutes talking about him. That's, yeah, that's kind of the segment, Bob. <laughs> you have just said he's the second best player in Europe after Lewandowski, so <laughs> your words. That is true, there's evidence here, you know. But I just think, I, when I was looking at other players, I, was, I could kind of have a case for other players, whereas I just can't seem to believe that he didn't make it. In 15 years at the top level, pretty much, I can't believe he didn't make it in any way into one yeah. squad. Fair play. Right, anyone want to put their put their case forward next? I'll go next, seeing as I'm essentially in fancy dress. Uh, wearing, I reckon, the most unique football shirt in the world. I'm not even sure what year it's from. Um, Where did you get they, it from? The, the, the shop in town. Oh, they saw you coming, didn't they? Yeah, I... Um, <laughs> I was very lucky because the fella who printed it was an Everton fan, so I felt like less of an idiot. Anyway, I'm wearing a Spain shirt from about 2009, I reckon, with Arteta 10 printed on the back, and I think it's probably the only one ever printed. So I might put it on eBay and see if, see if I get any bids. Um, certainly hasn't got one. <laughs> I know, yeah. Might see if you want to. I probably don't even think this anymore when you look back on how insane Spain's midfield was at the time, but I think with how consistent Arteta was for most of the time he was at Everton, and certainly when he was at Arsenal, other than having a couple of really bad knee injuries that may have scuppered his chances at certain times, just surprised he didn't get at least one token cap. Back in the day, I was adamant that he was better than Chabi Alonso, but looking back, even I'm not that stupid now. So, um, I was also in that camp as well, to be fair, Bob. Yeah. I'm uh, to it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I, I'm just surprised he never got one. I think, um, obviously, when he was at his pomp and Everton, there was I, I was sort of when when we mentioned we were going to pick that, I sort of was trying to think back, and I remember there was there was I think there was a spell, and I might be wrong here, but like when when they won the Euros in 2008, the manager was that Aragonés, wasn't he? And I think he didn't like picking yeah. people who didn't play in Spain. So I remember there was a same similar thing when Reyes was playing for Arsenal. And he didn't really get many caps or many sniffs, and he was like brilliant at that time. That was before Spain's like, and I think there was an element of that where, don't get me wrong, they had a brilliant midfield, and do you think like you know Fabregas yeah. wasn't always a certain starter for Spain around that time? But as you say, similar to what Sean was saying, you think he was surely good enough to make a squad, wasn't he? Like right? you think, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. they were true, but there was always like rumours that he was going to switch allegiances to yeah. England, wasn't there? Like, yeah, citizenship. No, but I don't, I don't know if that not. was ever like a possibility. No, it's not what Sean and Mark Noble voted for, though, is it? I was going to say, nobs are doing gutted, wouldn't he? Just about to get his face <laughs> That would have been so there. funny. Hard <laughs> imagine Taking that. our jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't well, think there's much else to add, really. No, I think a good shout, I think. See, we all love him. I think we, we'd have all had him in there, but um, I'll go next, then I'll stick to the uh, continental theme. And I'll go again. I'm going to go Paolo Di Canio. And again, I think when people talk about this one and you, the, the list that you see written and things like that, Di Canio is always near the top, isn't it? Never playing for Italy, despite having a brilliant career. And he played you know, for a few big clubs in Italy, obviously came to the Premier League and spent probably his prime. He you know, went to Celtic as well, didn't he, at the start? But obviously famous for never appearing for Italy and when you think of him, you just think of the fantastic goals. And a bit, we mentioned Mavericks a couple of weeks ago, and we were discussing Mavericks 
And I think, you know, he was, he was certainly in the running for a few people's thinking for that as well. But similar to the discussions we've had, really, with the other people, who's just probably a wealth of talent. You think of Italy, you know, around the late 90s, you think of people like Vieri and Baggio and people like that. And early on, Scalacci and Viali and all these different people. I think they had a wealth of talents, but you think someone like Italy probably, now... Who are, what's that, sorry? Just about, he probably just about extended to, like, Totti and Co as well, didn't he, really? Yeah, probably early did. Early maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, he, like, I think he's uh, late 2000, early noughties, you just say. Obviously, West Ham got relegated about 2003, didn't he? He was still there then. He left. Yeah. That was when he left them. So, you know, you think of Italy now with the, the struggles they're having, they'd love someone of his ability up top. They don't seem to have a, a depth of talent there as a striker. But, yeah, I don't know. He's just one of the people that's strung to my mind as a, a brilliant football, obviously famous at Goodison as well for that very sport and gesture. When he picked the ball up when he yeah. could have scored after was it Paul Gerrard in goal after? Was, yeah, yeah. I was actually there that day, but I remember my dad coming home and telling me about that and saying, like, you know, the whole ground applauding him and things like that. And he, he always I always remember it like every time he came back, he always got a brilliant reception at Goodison for that. Like Evan fans remember things, don't they usually for the worst? But uh, yeah, that one was certainly good. And yeah, I just think just a, a maverick like him, it seems mad that he did, wouldn't make an appearance for an international side. But yeah, that would be my suggestions. I was going to say, do you reckon like Arteta, it was a case of because he wasn't playing in Italy, and it's like peak. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good point. But again, they did they did have you know like around that time like brilliant sort of strikers, you know, like yeah. again, like you no know, in attacking roles, like even like Totti and people like that. I remember they got to the final of Euro two thousand, I think, and there was a striker I can't remember his name, Del Vecchio or something. They had like lots and lots of strikers. So yeah, and as Bob said, you know, passing into that sec- that next year, I don't know. But yeah, I just think if you're in the country, I don't know, you're just under the nose a bit more, aren't you? You're probably hyped a bit more. I think we're probably like it's hard for us in England, isn't it? Because all of our players generally playing England are always hard. But, I always yeah, imagine a bit of like a... less hyped. Yeah, I always imagine a bit of a snobbery with like Italians as well. In that you know the sense that you should be playing in Italy type thing, you should be playing yeah, for one yeah. of our clubs rather than you know going over to England. And I think so. I think you're probably right in that regard. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was about to say that, Carl. To be fair, I think wasn't it like in terms of the snobbery in the nineties anyway? Like Serie A was the league, wasn't it? Like that was. The, the league everyone wanted to play in, and I think the Premier League in its early years, anyway, wasn't at all. But certainly then, in the late 80s, yeah, the, the Italian, and I think it still was then. I think you know, Juventus reached three or four Champions League finals in that time, and Milan won obviously won a few as well. So, yeah, you think you're right as well. So, it'd be a case of if you're any good, why would you not be playing in Italy type thing? Yeah. It's hard to not mention him pushing over the referee as well. One of the best Premier League moments, without doubt. What was his name, the referee? Paul, someone going tumbling over. Paul as well, Alcock or Alcock or something like yeah. that. Looking at his like goals and stuff here, like as far as I know, he's not the most prolific striker anyway, is he? But if if like the, the perception in Italy was that Italy's the league, his numbers in in Serie A in the nineties were horrendous for a striker. Yeah, we were sort of a bit like I think he was a bit of a ten as well, wasn't he? he wasn't like an out and out goal scorer. He was more of a like creator. Like you think of like even at West Ham, he played with people like you know later on like Canute and Defoe yeah. and people like that. But yeah, I think I mean almost saying his numbers weren't great. But I think. But then like, I think as well, if you look at like Matt Letizia then as well, in terms of stylistically, they are very similar. Yeah. And that he was also never really like respected by English managers, was he? They just didn't back him, didn't fancy him. Is it because of his opinions now? Yeah. Yeah, Callum's keeping snub. <laughs> He'll be what with Nobes on the uh, XL Bully March, I reckon, Matt Letizia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Have you seen well, the yeah. latest that Ricky Lambert one? No. No. It's it. It's it's honestly, he said something like, "If you speak to water, it'll turn oh, pure." That oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've only just seen that in the past couple of weeks, and it was possibly the maddest thing I've ever read. Yeah, another right, one then. of Callum's associates. <laughs> Speaking of Callum's mad theories, then Callum, who's your uh, who's your player to be marooned? Oh, sorry, mad I wasn't. Can I, can I go back to the carry on? Sorry, dead Chris. Other than say. Zola, has there ever been a good Italian in the Premier League? Carlo Pulicini. Moise Keane. Alessandro Pistoni. Marco Materazzi. But the answer's no, then. <laughs> I shall move on. Uh, There's something mad. Was, was Balotelli the first, the first to ever win a yeah. Premier League? He's the first yeah. to win it. That's why Ancelotti. I think pressure on, like, Tonali as well, because it's just, like, Italians come and go in the Premier League and just... But then even Zola. Zola's considered one of the best Premier League players ever. He's not got that many caps for Italy, as far as I know. No, that's a good point. I remember. I think he scored Wasn't the winner. Scored... Yeah, I think he scored the winner at England. At England, for, I remember once in qualifying. But I don't... yeah, I think you're right. Something he did play that much, did he? What I mean, so there's definitely like a bias there. But then also, he just don't seem to deliver when they're over here. So, nah, good point. On Callum, should we try again? Yeah, God, my pick is Kevin Campbell. Uh, he obviously played for a few big clubs, Everton, Arsenal. Nottingham Forest or not Forest as you, as you might prompt us to say, Bob. But yeah, decent goal scoring record. I think I read that he's the he's got the most Premier League goals for someone without a, an international cap, which is a, an interesting stat. Yeah, I think that proves that maybe he actually should should have a cap. I think again he's probably been hindered by the fact that probably through his era, there's probably always just great strikers for England. And but again, he, he's one of those where he was at big enough clubs to be making a bit of a noise, obviously in the Premier League, scoring goals, winning things as well in like teams that were winning competitions and stuff, um, especially like earlier on. So again, with you would have just thought he would have had one or two um, caps. I don't think he would, just by the fact that there's probably better strikers sort of at the time, like he was never going to rack up loads of caps. But I thought, yeah, he, surely he was worth a couple just in terms of the team he was playing for at the time, like earlier on. Decent return as well, really, looking at his, his, his numbers. Um, that kind of dwindled towards the end, but I think he's maybe just under one and three for Arsenal. I think he was better than one and three for Forrest. Yeah, obviously, I mean, we all love Menu. He's a bit of a cult hero for us, but yeah, he seemed like he should have been worth one or two caps, I think. I think it's one of them again, isn't it? The depth, like you spoke about, you think of that 90s, you think of those Shearer, mm-hmm. Sherring, and Fowler, Owen, Les Ferdinand, you know, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? But you say you make a good point that I like that stuff about the uh, most goals without without ever having an international cap. Good stats. Huh? There's some good stats today. I feel unprepared. <laughs> Sean and Callum delivering. Can you research me. <laughs> but yeah, just generally the king was he super kev. Let's say yeah, uh, you'll get any list. I wouldn't want to send them away though. I'd always want them around. He looks like such a happy man as well. So. He is very happy man. Legend. Fashion inspiration, any Cal? One of many. Yeah. dresser. Anyone else any thoughts on like super that. kev? No, I just think, you're right, Tosh, I just think there's so many strikers there. Like, you look at even, like, Andy Cole, famously. Yeah. Had very few England caps. Uh, and you just think how good he was, especially in the late 90s, he was unbelievable. Yeah. And he didn't get, get anywhere near it. I just think he's just a bit cursed, and he had so many, like, that generation was just unbelievable. And even at, like, Arsenal, he's always in here in my shadow, isn't he? So yeah. he's got to move away from that big team to 
smaller teams, you could say. And he's not going to play. Van Huydonk's shadow in Nottingham Forest as well. So, And then <laughs> end up, ends up in Turkey, didn't he? And then you just think, yeah. he, I don't know, he's just moving away from being that top level when all the others are delivering consistently. I don't know, that's my take. And he comes lower again by coming back to Everton. True. Right then, great four suggestions. The fifth one this week, we're going to do our back to our obvious one. Hopefully in the coming weeks, we might be able to get some suggestions from the fans. I know it was put out on Twitter, so feel free to let us know for next week for whatever we go with. We're going to go with Steve Bruce for the most obvious one this week. Again, won't dwell on them for too long, but I think, again, whenever you think of that, I know in my head, it's one of the first one that pops into people who've never made an international cap. You think of Steve Bruce was starting in the 90s. Winning Premier League as the captain of Manchester United. I don't know how many years he was at United. I haven't got the stats. Someone will probably tell me. But, you know, for, to be there that long, playing at such an elite level, winning leagues, winning doubles and things like that, and never to play for England seems madness, really, doesn't it? I think you think now all you have to do is, you know, play 10 minutes for Man United or Liverpool or Man City and you get in the squad to, you know, Steve Bruce to never made an appearance just seems ridiculous. Anyone else? Anything, anything to add on, yeah, Brucey? Right. <laughs> Strange one, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, is, is there a reason? Is there a reason that's ever been like kind of touted? Big fat head, I reckon. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Got to be something to do with it. <laughs> Come up into the top. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Again, you're trying to think of the people who have been playing. There obviously would have been some good defence. You know, Tony Adams was captain in England around mm-hmm. that time. You know, Gareth Southgate himself. But again, you can't imagine there was as much depth there as we mentioned with the strikers. I, I don't know. There would, yeah. probably would be a reason. But Brucey, yeah, I think he's uh, going to make up the fifth person to be marooned onto our desert island unless anyone else has got anything on should we wrap that up there and and the bacon as well the what have you not seen that video <laughs> no. that was a great video that was a great video <laughs> he's in a press conference and someone says something completely different and he says what's that you're talking about the bacon <laughs> honestly it's so I've not done it I justice it... there but it's brilliant I thought he does it more like you know like he's just like something He's like that, and he's like, no, just like sort of, you can tell he's not listening. He just sort of goes, bacon. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> just someone like that, yeah, was so good. <laughs> it is, it is. I don't think either of them has done it justice there, to be fair. <laughs> There's your title, Sean. I'm adding into the video. There's your title, bacon. Yeah. Mm, bacon. <laughs> Mix it with that, 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 that little fat kid in America as well. I want to get the bacon taken <laughs> <laughs> Bacon is good for me. <laughs> yeah, but put Steve Bruce's face on him. <laughs> okay, then. So, just to recap, the five players marooned as our no cap wonders were Mark Noble, Mikel Arteta, Paolo De Cano, Super Kev Campbell, and Steve Bruce. Right then, shall we review the game from the weekend? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, go on. So, to review the Arsenal versus Manchester City game, it was possibly a game that might have an impact on the eventual winners of the Premier League, possibly. It was a big weekend for Manchester City um, for the wrong reasons, an even bigger weekend for Arsenal for all the right reasons. Got the monkey off the back a bit. Finally beat Pep and beat Manchester City after, I think, maybe like Six, seven, eight years, possibly. Um, so yeah, twenty nineteen. I think. I think it was. Yeah, was that the last time he took points off them? Though I think. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. possibly he hadn't beat them for, until a couple of years before that. But yeah, anyone have any thoughts? Decent. <laughs> <laughs> so no saving all the match. <laughs> 
I'm sure I'm just glad we we changed the whole format of the podcast last week because we didn't want to miss this huge game and it was absolutely like dire. And I was like the spectacle, you could say like tactically, it was great watching these two geniuses, and then it's just so boring. Like it, it really yeah. was. It just cancelled the whole game. Yeah, I thought I thought both teams didn't actually have the best game. But yeah, I think that you're right. And it was it was just like he was just cancelled out. I'm not I'm not even sure like in the best way. It was as if like it was kind of like end to end and low the chances carved out. It was just like a non bit of a nothing game. It was like neither wanted to lose, so do everything we can to not lose. I think in a bit it was like it was almost like both defences played too well. So like so like nothing happened. Like Saliba, like Arsenal's events were unbelievable. So nothing kind of happened there. Yeah, the city seemed to deal with um, Arsenal's attack quite well. It was like there seems to be quite a few counter attacks, but the counter attacks would just stop. Yeah, they'd just be prevented. So I think that's because the wingers didn't seem to want to commit to like, like you know, anything like the, that game was crying out for Saka to just like yeah. take it by the scruff of the neck, but obviously it wasn't there. And then you had all the other wide players. It was like, did they get the ball? You think, go on, run at your man, and then next thing, the the, the attack just ends. And then, as you say, play it back. It's like, keep possession, don't commit too much. And I just didn't think it ended up being a, a game that neither team wanted to actually take many, too many chances in because losing the game was far too big of a risk. See, I I, I, yeah, I agree with everything that's been said there. I was just really, I was frustrated again. Just like, I, I'm, I'm very frustrated with City at the moment. I feel like even towards the end of last season, what they were and what Pep's side, I just think they're dead bored now. And you think he's got this mad thing where he seems to try and put as many centre backs on the pitch as possible. You know, even like at nil nil, he's putting on John Stones to play in the middle. I know he's been playing really well. I just, it was just like, and then I was probably even more frustrated with Arsenal. I really wanted Arsenal to win. I, I quite want Arsenal to do well this year. And I was thinking they could. And then by the end, I was sort of like, I don't want them to win because I thought, like, I know you're saying about now the team wanting to lose. Which I think was the case, but I just thought for Arsenal that was the big chance. I know they've obviously ended up winning so great, but I thought they were just they were the city were there for the take, and they just didn't. I didn't really feel they had a good go at it. I just thought they were just very passive, and I, yeah, and I was frustrated in the end. I didn't really particularly want Arsenal to win because now they think you know they're sort of great without really deserving to be. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just I think City. Yeah, there's just something I've said for a few weeks. I think I know predicting to lose. I just think there's something not quite right there. I know they are missing a lot of players. So obviously, you know, you, any you take the Bruyne out of any team, they're going to look a worse team. But they just there's just something not right in Rodri as well, obviously. But I don't, I don't know. They probably still win the league. Probably wakes them up now, doesn't it? But I, I just it was a best result for the league, I think, in that term, in terms of that. But yeah, I don't know. It's just as you said, disappointed really. The game I watched Brighton Liverpool before that, and that was just a much better game, proper free flow and end to end, so many chances. Whereas in that one, you think there's a capability with them two managers, Arteta and Pep, to be that. And it was just so boring, no real chances. And, yeah. I think if those yeah. had two early chances, then he obviously definitely off the line. And then just straight after that, Aki missed that chance. I think if that if one of those goes in, yeah. obviously I just think it's a different game. Early goal, and I think City probably just like open out then. And then obviously Arsenal are chasing it. I think you probably right. probably got to a certain point where they were like, yeah, don't, don't lose this now. Um, and it kind of hindered the game a bit. But yeah, as I say, I think it is a big win for us. It probably flatters them a touch. But yeah, it, you could easily just see City, you know, not losing between now and the end of the season if they really want to. And it just clicked for them and they get players back. Um, yeah, they had this last year, didn't they? Where like, they didn't start too well. And then they hit that like after Christmas period where they just yeah. don't stop. Yeah. That's the thing like, I was saying with Arsenal with regards to like you know, needing to win that game. 
you know Man City have got that in them to just win the last 15 games of the season. You can't afford they've got Arsenal have got to be points ahead of them, like they were last year. They were how many points were they ahead at one point last year? Seven, eight points. And City just win all them games like that. And I just that was what I was just saying. You need they need to be ahead of City because City can't just do that. Thought it was interesting. I don't know if anyone's seen that afterwards about Neville saying about he wonders if like they're suffering a, a consequence of after winning the treble. It's a case of what can they do now? He was saying like when he was at United, he felt his worst season was the year after the treble. And just that thought of, you know, what well, we've done it now. We've won the league, we've won the Champions League, you know, but what's there to actually achieve? And I yeah. thought that was quite interesting, like having thought about that. But yeah, I don't know. I also think as well, I don't know whether Pep was trying to be too smart at the weekend, you know, by playing Bernardo as like this deep lion number six. Mm-hmm. Where like, I don't know, because I'm assuming Arsenal wouldn't have expected it when the lineups came out. You'd expect them to be behind, this, oh. behind Harlem almost. And he's just, in the end, you had the three centre-mids so deep. Then we wonder why Haaland's not getting any service. You know what I mean? This stack keeps running around. Haaland's had zero shots. And you're like, he was lumping it up to him half the time. And then Saliba was ragging him everywhere. What's he meant to do? I, I know Tosh obviously doesn't rate him, but I just think he needs a bit more than, I think he needs a bit more than what he's given before we start slagging him off. I think he obviously has a good relationship with Grealish and De Bruyne, doesn't he? Yeah, and then now they're they just, they just know. Yeah. I think, to be fair, I thought that game needed Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish was the player who would have made something happen. Um, but, yeah, it was strange that he didn't come on. Right, so, if you wonder why Bob hasn't spoken, it's because he's just left. <laughs> now, I don't actually know how we're going to do keeping up appearances when he's not here. Can we, can we not just do, like, what I did the other week and he sends his answer in, maybe? Yeah, but it'll have to be soonish, won't it? Oh, no, I suppose it doesn't, but, but then I'll have, to, I'll have to do the results and that again, but that's fine. Right, is it keeping up appearances time then? Yeah, how are we doing this? These are the rules. We select three matches from this week's fixtures, which are entered into the Wheel of Fortune. This will randomly select our featured game. This match will be the focus of our discussions, predictions, and most importantly, our game of keeping up appearances. Once our fixture has been chosen, we'll use an online generator to provide a target number for our game. For us, this is anything between 50 and 450. Our job then is to think of a player who's made that many appearances for either of our selected teams. Whoever's closest, wins. Each week, four points will go to the closest person, three points for second place, two points will go to third place, and the person who's furthest away get one. These points will be accumulated over the whole season and we'll update our league table each week. Now as it's internationals this weekend we're going to break from tradition again. Last last internationals with England but we thought that might be a bit boring so we've decided to change it up this week and each of us are going to select uh, an international country and they'll be added to our wheel. Now there's only three of us at this point because obviously Bob's left so well, I'll take turns in picking our country. I'll leave you it's on. Hard, this. Um, How are we saying not England? Yeah, yeah. obviously not England. That's all right. Just do free. Do, uh, Spain. Won't be Spain, France, Brazil, isn't it? I'll toss my go right. Argentina, actually. Uh, don't second guess me. <laughs> I want Peru, please, you. <laughs> um, I will go. 
I'll go Argentina. I'm going to France. Right. Okay, so the countries are in. We've got Spain from Callum, France from me, and Argentina from Tosh. If we spin the wheel, we'll see that our team for today is Argentina. Hey. What an absolute nightmare that is. Obviously, us three will be giving our answers as normal, and then we will have Bob via satellite link or voice note, as Tosh did the other week. Right, all right, let me get the number. Um, this thing as well, Sean, we didn't even mention that you got the prediction right for the score. So it doesn't matter. I'll include that bit in the podcast, Bob. There, Tosh. Was it zero or 120? Zero is going to be an easy one, and if that comes <laughs> up, <laughs> me. Okay, so one and 120. Right, so our parameters, as they are for all of our international breaks, are between 1 and 120. So quite a big scope there, which will be terrible for me and Callum at this point. So we time to generate our number, and it is 68, which I'm sure was the exact same number we had for the England one. I've got the records here. Was it? It was 68, yeah. Good morning, Sean. You should get a point for Marcus. Okay, so the time's come to have a little think. If you're playing along at home, feel free to comment on YouTube or Twitter or wherever you find us. We're going to have a slight change this week. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago about possibly doing a song of the week, but we weren't sure how to do it, where to do it, how to fit it in, and we've decided that a good time might be in this brief gap between getting our number and thinking of our answer. So we're going to set ourselves the challenge of coming up with an answer in the time that the song is playing. And we think that might be a good idea for anyone at home that's playing along too. So I'm going to choose this week's Song of the Week. Now it just so happens that these are one of my favourite bands, which helps. But as we're recording on World Mental Health Day, I thought that their new song titled It Won't Be Like This Forever was quite apt. So it's a great song, but also a great message about making sure that we reach out to people in times of need. So the link's in the description, have a little listen, and then when the song's finished, head back and we'll have our answers and hopefully you will too. So enjoy It Won't Be Like This Forever by neck deep. I've just realised the player I had. I've just realised I've already picked him. No, we said, but if I have not picked him internationally, can I pick him again? Because it's different yeah, appearances. Not be able to pick him for the same team. It's... Yeah, we've literally never done this one before, Tosh, so you fine. Okay, then. I think I've, I've got, got one. I've got my answer, I think. I'm, I'm trying to think if I can do it, but I, I, it's so random. I think you just go with what your first instinct is, isn't it? I can still be a... Yeah, I didn't see the picture. Oh, yeah. That she says I'm the captain for on here, so I know. <laughs> right. Are we ready, then? You all got answers? Yeah. We have... 
I've got my answer. I was trying to go, I love my Argentinian football and my old players. So I was trying to think of someone old. So I was trying to think of the old days. So we face Mario Kempes or Kenichia, who I think, I don't know, could be lower. But the answer I've got is someone. And we've, just, we've actually just discussed whether I can pick him. I've picked beforehand but for a club side and we've agreed I can go with him. So it's going to be Hernan Crespo. Um, again, no real reference points. I know he probably, I, he was there, I think he was around in 98. I know he played in 2002 and 2006, so three World Cups, quite a long span, so maybe he did play a lot more, actually. I'm just saying that's making me worried a bit, actually. Like, he definitely, I think he played in three World Cups. Argentina, though, didn't, didn't, they weren't too good, didn't get out of the group in 2002, so maybe didn't play as many games. Yeah, great player, I love him. Fantastic footballer. So, yeah, I'm going to go Hernan Crespo. Callum? Good shout. Um, yeah, as I said, I can't. This is just pure guesswork, I think, for this one. I feel that, obviously, six days, it doesn't seem a lot in the grand scheme of things, keeping appearances, but internationally, that is quite a lot of caps, isn't it? Yeah, that's um, true. So, I, I had a couple. I mean, I, I thought maybe you want to say them in case Sean was thinking of them all ever, but... Um, I've got two, but glad. Yeah, I had. So I was originally thinking of maybe like Raquel May. So I was thinking a bit because because he was an Argentinian player. I could think of. Can I just or will one hundred percent go for it? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say the non Everton link, but um, the the Everton link that never was. And um, I was kind of thinking of him, but I get again. I just I just wouldn't know. But I'll. Do you think he'd have had more go, or less? I, I genuinely. Because if Bailey's won, there's probably not as many as you think. Because, like, again, I don't think he was there in 02 or 98. He definitely played in 06. But, yeah, yeah I don't no. know. He's a fantastic footballer. I know he was. Yeah, no, brilliant. I reckon it could be a good shout anyway, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah I think I'll go with. So you're looking at quite a few tournaments, I'm a bit of a, a span. I'll go with a striker, as you did, Tosh. And I'll go with Gonzalo Higuain. I think probably, I'm guessing, maybe got a Cup two or three, sort of maybe two World Cups out of him. I don't know, a couple of, couple of World Cups, maybe a couple of their other big tournaments. Obviously, at the top of the his game for a long time. I'm just guessing with like racked up appearances. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about Argent, Argentinian squads. But I assume he would have been maybe one of the starting strikers for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so he started. He started the World Cup final in 2014. Again, a lot of people. He was playing ahead of Aguero at the time. He, he was. I think he scored a hat trick in 2010 as well. If I remember rightly, I might mm-hmm. not do. So he definitely was around a couple of tournaments. I can't remember. 18. I think famously was he born in France as well. I think he might not have been born in Argentina. If I'm right, but I might be again. Could be completely wrong on that. But I, I always thought he was a great. Time you've got to change. No. Yeah, he's a. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go with him again. I've I've no reference point. I don't really know, but. I reckon seems like a see. reasonable shout. I also yeah. think he. Like, that's so many top clubs in either he's in the squads. Like yeah. That's what I mean he would have just been there, there or thereabouts for quite a, a number of years. Yeah. I think he was quite underrated as well. I think like even like, you know, the people forget at the time he was like, you know, keeping Benz around the team at times at Real Madrid and stuff like that early on in his career. Mm. But yeah. Very good player. Right, on, So I my knowledge of Argentinian football is like minute. I just kind of go on a couple of players I know from the Premier League. So I've got two names in my head, but Tosh, don't comment because it'll sway me. Okay. 
Um, the first one I was thinking of, mainly, I know, arguably better, not not on like a personal level, but uh, was uh, Zabaleta, who I imagine was, again, he's going to be, he's like, was at the top of his game, wasn't he, in City, he's going to be in all the squads and stuff, and I vividly remember him playing. But then the other shout was, and again, he could, this fella could be, he could be like the most cap player ever, or he could have had a handful, mainly because his reputations, I don't know if his reputation is the true reflection of how he's viewed in Argentina. So I was thinking of Veron, who in England is a bit of a joke, but I know in Argentina, 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 he's like, a hero, isn't he? Or again, have I got that wrong? I think they they, they really rated him in Argentina. Tell me that's a comment. Oh, all right, sorry. Who are you going sorry. with? And I can give you me feedback. Uh, you know what? I'll go. I reckon Verón was playing in Argentina for quite a while. I don't like nine all the way through nineties because he was in that. He was in that. I've been watching that Beckham documentary. He's in that ninety eight team, and he when when Beckham gets sent off. And then yep. he comes to England in like 2000, 2001, after they win yep. the treble. So he's obviously had a decent career before he gets to the Premier League. I'm going for Verón. Yeah, I think he's definitely there too as well. I think, yeah, he is loved and he played for, I think it was Estudiantes and he won like them there. I think his dad played for them as well and they both won like their Champions League. Oh, okay. I read a very good book. Anyone who's interested in Argentinian football by Jonathan Wilson, Angels with Dirty Faces, good title as well. But yeah, I think on a TV show as well. No. I think it's a film, an old film, oh. but it's a, it's a really, really good book, very like in depth. Yeah, I think both not bad. Again, it's hard, isn't it? Veron again, it's probably one of them. I think similar to Crespo, I think in the sense that you'd imagine he played for ages, so we have loads of cash, but it's hard international to know. I think you're right. I think I, I don't know. I think a big exaggeration to say seen as a joke in England. I don't know. Was, oh, I think mean... most people respect he was a brilliant footballer. No, but I just mean when you think like. I don't, well, maybe a joke was a bit harsh, but like he doesn't have the same level of esteem he does over there because yeah, when he was United, he famously didn't deliver. I think people always just say United, he'd only turn like you know in the Champions League, he'd be brilliant. We you know if he was playing Derby County away from home, he wasn't interested. Which fair play to him. I think he was at that. Was he in that great? I don't, well, did he sign up from Lazio? I think he played for Lazio, a good Lazio team. Like people like Nedved and wasn't Nedved someone? I think he, that's where United signed, and he's playing under Sven and things like that. But yeah, no, but fantastic footballer. Sabaleta as well, yeah. I think I had no idea. He played again in World Cup final in 2014. He played in that, I think. But yeah, hard to know. I think still both good shots. Yeah, sorry, I sorry. think they're all it's a hard one. I think I'd be surprised if any of them were miles out. I I think I think yeah, I think Crespo could be a lot more than what I've said, so worth checking. I'm think I think the, the England, the fact we've done the England one though, is quite good because it's a bit of a guide. Yeah, like when I'm, where we were, like we had like Shearer was you won with Shearer, didn't you, Carl? Mm-hmm. Like that was a, a good guy to think about similar plays, similar times and stuff. How long they've been there? Yeah, it's mad. In the club game, you're thinking of that amount of numbers like a flop. Yeah, yeah. But internationally, it's like nah, that's like a mainstay kind of thing. Again, like back in the day, like you know, no one got to 100 caps, it is changing now. We're like, you think only mm. England players recently have gone to 100, like you know, up until probably Beckham got there, there'd probably only been one or two England players who've got there, and now it's like so there is it is more right. Are we checking now or are we waiting for Bob? Wait for to get it. 
Yeah, like Bob and then I'll, I'll record all the results and that afterwards again, like I did the other week. So, have I got a way to not spoil it for myself? Oh, no, you can check if you want, but you don't know where Bob is. Yeah, okay, I'll have that. I'm gonna have to check. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll put in the group for Bob and I'll just, yeah, when, when, when I've got his, I'll let you know. He'll let you, you might put in the group. I was gonna, I think oh. I should have gone Canadian, I think I should have gone Canadian, but I've got to stick to Crespo now. Was he the was he the keeper? No, no he was like the one with the long. Played in nine. He signed for Wembley FC, didn't he? In their Budweiser documentary thing for the FA Cup. Oh, did he? He played like someone in Scotland. He played for, like Dundee in Scotland. Maradona absolutely loved him. Though he's like his, he thought he was the best player ever. He just wasn't. But that's uh, right then. So we're leaving it there then. Very tempted to go for another Everton legend and Romero Funes Mori, but I'll say Pablo Zabaleta. The results are in, and obviously it's just me doing the results today and the close of the show because with receiving Bob's answer slightly later. Obviously, we had to leave the Zoom, so you're stuck with me, I'm afraid. Now, this week's one was insanely close. I always love it in these episodes when all four of us are within 10 of the answer, which is very rare, especially on something as hit and miss as international caps, but all of us got good answers today. In fourth place then, with an answer that was 58, which is 10 off our target number, was Bob with Zabaleta. Now, obviously, he ended up using my second answer, so I'm pretty happy with this one. But still a good answer nonetheless. Then in third place, 7 off with 75. It's Callum with Higuain. Again, a really good answer, but not quite good enough this week. Interestingly, top two, me and Tosh, are actually joint first because we're both four away. However, we're on opposite sides of the scale. So, my answer of Juan Sebastián Verón was 72. We played 72 times for Argentina, which puts me four off. And likewise, Hernan Crespo played 64 times for Argentina, also putting in four off. So Tosh and I jointly take the crown this week. So I'm pretty pleased with that, but a good day all round for all of us. Now that we've done that, let's have a quick look at how that has impacted our league table. As we hit week 10, our league table is as follows. Tosh is still sitting pretty at the top on 30 points. I'm starting to wonder if he'll ever be caught. Sean has managed to leapfrog Bob into second place with 26 points. And Bob and Callum are not far behind at all on 24 points. And just for the sake of it, I'm saying they're joint last rather than joint third. Unlucky. So, a good week all round, I'd say, for the Keeping Up Appearances lads. An unexpectedly really good performance in our game. 
We also managed to take a deep dive into why certain players may or may not have received international caps. As for Arsenal Man City, probably the less said about that, the better. Now for next week, we'll be returning with a Merseyside Derby special almost, where we'll be focusing on that for both our discussion and our Keeping Up Appearances game. Now, I'm sure if there are any non-Liverpool or Everton fans who listen to us, I'm sure you could forgive us for one week for focusing on Liverpool teams because it's a pretty big one in the city. So we'll see you then and enjoy your week until then. Gosh, you didn't do your um, your Scotland joke. You what? Your Anthony Amy. <laughs> do it now, I'll let you I can't believe it. That's gone now forever. Let's we'll wait to next international break. Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs>